Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to Integrate and Ignite, the podcast. Today I've got Lloyd Lewis with me. Lloyd is president and CEO of ARC Thrift Stores. ARC has 24 stores and 15 donation stations in Colorado. ARC provides advocacy for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and is one of the largest employers of individuals with IDD in the state of Colorado. Lewis's role includes oversight and management of ARC's retail stores, corporate and support operations, and staff of over 1,500 employees. Under Lewis's tenure, revenue has grown from $30 million to $70 million annually, and an earned income from $2 million to $10 million annually. Lewis currently serves as the board chair of the Colorado Cross Disability Coalition and of Atlantis Community Foundation. At ARC, Lewis is instrumental in forging relationships with communities of color, including Micasa Resource Center and the Latino Chamber of Denver, as well as other community organizations, including the Mayor's Road Home Project. He received the Civil Rights Award from the News Ed Corporation for his work with challenged communities in 2008. He is also the recipient of an award as one of Denver's unsung heroes in celebration of Denver's 150th anniversary in 2009. And Lewis and Ark were named 2010 Changemaker for the City of Denver. Welcome to the show, Lloyd. Thanks for having me, Lori. Uh, we're so excited to have, have you with us today. And I, I have to tell our listeners that our um, one of the special moments of each and every one of my days Um we have worked with ARC for almost nine years, and Lloyd and I share a real passion for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, which is one of the reasons why I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Lloyd. Yeah, you uh, have done a great job for us, and we really uh, enjoy working with you, and you've got your niece and nephew with disabilities, and I syndrome and it's it's been a great match of uh, mission and purpose well it really has and I tell you your leadership qualities are unmatched by so many CEOs in business today what qualities do you feel are necessary to succeed in today's business climate as the leader you are well I think in today's business climate and maybe in every business climate uh, you know leadership qualities that really matter in running a company of any size are determination, drive, this mission, you know, holding yourself accountable, holding people who work for you accountable. And I think uh, really, really important to any organization is just the drive at the top. Well, and you do have such an amazing um, way of motivating team members and, and driving uh, people uh, to really achieve greatness. Talk to us about some of those um, areas that you know have created greatness within the organization. Let's just talk about revenue for a second. You've grown the, uh, the, the business in the last 10 years by, I think, $45 million. Is that right? Well, we've grown the business uh, since 2005. Uh, in our 38th year of operation from 32 million to today 75 million and growing yeah so we've been able to more than double revenue uh, and on the uh, earnings side we've more than quintupled earnings and grown funding to uh, 
you know, again, by five or six fold. And we've had tremendous success and luck and, and just uh, intention in growing the business. Well, and, and it truly has been phenomenal. You're meeting the, the needs of so many important families out there. Now, you've got an incredible approach. Um, it's one of the main reasons why the company's grown so much. How would you define leadership and then more specifically your particular approach to leadership? Um, um, in, in my case, you know, because of my Down syndrome, he'll be 13 later this month in August, um, when I took over ARC, whose mission is to fund advocacy for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, inclusive of Down syndrome, autism, cerebral palsy, um, I took a company which had never really emphasized the mission in any heightened fashion internally and really uh, made a point to uh, bring awareness of our mission to all of our employees, to the community, uh, to important people, um, in other sectors that really, really drive home the point that when you shop our stores or donate to our stores, you really help helping a, a very important mission of helping people with disabilities find jobs, find housing, find medical services, find services. And, and uh, so a large part of what I've done at ARC is to identify a mission and a purpose and make sure that people in the company are very aware of that purpose. And we've also emphasized walking the talk. So when I started in 2005, we had 10 employees with disabilities. Today we have 300 and working side by side with people who embody a very important mission and purpose, I think is very inspiring to our typical employees. And frankly, if you're working next to someone with Down syndrome, it's a little hard to, you know, take things for granted and complain and gossip because that's just not the way they see the world. And they're very inspiring to their fellow employees. Yeah, they really are. And, and we all know that firsthand. Now, ARC has become one of the largest employers of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities in the state, isn't it? Uh, we are. We absolutely are. And it's very important to us. 15% of our workforce are people with intellectual disabilities. And fortunately, there is an 80% unemployment rate for people with disabilities. So we are trying to uh, make a very strong statement internally in the company and externally across the state of Colorado that people with disabilities can be in very important contributors, not just in their families, not just in their communities, but also in places of employment. Well, and something else that I need to, to add um, is your approach to leadership is truly trying to know each and every and I would I would guess that of the 200 people um, with IDD that are currently working with you, that you know each and every one of them very, very well, let alone the other 1,300 employees um, that you interact with, you know, on a weekly basis. So I think that says a lot about your leadership style is really knowing um, each individual within the organization. Uh, I tour the company uh, quarterly and literally speak to and present to every one of our 1,400 employees. And I talk about, you know, sales events in the company. I talk about the importance of the operations. I talk about the industry we're in and our leadership in that industry. And I spend a lot of time talking about the mission. And we have a full range of employees from, 
you know, people in our corporate office doing accounting and marketing and HR and very typical corporate functions. And we also have other operations in in our warehousing uh, component of about 150,000 square feet. And we have a thousand employees in our stores who range in jobs from, you know, hourly production type endeavors to, to management. And um, I try to impress upon all of our employees the importance of the job they're doing, their accountability, the importance of achievement, and the importance of achieving our goals to support our mission. Well, you, you've definitely done it, done that, which is a great dovetail into the next question. How have you integrated your internal departments? How do you get everyone on the same page, singing from the same songbook? You've talked just now about a lot of what you do out in the field, but I also know that you've got a lot of processes defined internally to help that along. Can you talk about some of those? Yeah, how we coalesced uh, departments within the company from stores to marketing to donations activities to HR to uh, finance to all the various functions of the company. Uh, again, really coalescing people around the mission of the company, uh, but also coalescing people around uh, the notion that at the center of our organization uh, are the importance of donations to the company, which create the product that we sell in our stores and the importance of the store operations. So we look at our departments uh, surrounding our stores and our donations operations as support departments, whether they're in facilities or HR or, or accounting or warehousing. Their job is to make sure that we can um, acquire the needed donations from the public and be thankful of receiving those donations and to make sure that the stores get what they need to maximize their sales because sales turns out to make we can provide to our mission. So we really coalesce people around the mission and the importance of supporting our stores. I'm having this epiphany as we're talking um, surrounding truly the sophistication of your business. Let's put thrift aside for a minute. Arc, yeah. thrift, Arc thrift Stores is truly one of the most sophisticated business operations from a retail standpoint and to some of the retailers um, that we work with. But, you know, the, the level of sophistication with the sales reports, you know, that come in two and three times a day and then the nightly recaps, the morning recaps, so much of that, um, the average person would not believe would take place within a thrift operation. But Before I joined ARC, uh, I would complexity or sophistication of, of a retail thrift store organization, particularly one of our size. So, um, you know, we, we now do, we now process 100 million items through our stores. We have 4 million customer visits annually. We have over a million donations. We have a 50-person call center that accepts donations from the public. We have 50 uh, uh, truck drivers in our truck driving workforce that go out and collect donations from the public. So um, processing 100 million items a year, pricing those items individually, merchandising them, putting them on our sales floor, and it's become a very sophisticated uh, operation. Every morning uh, by 
six o'clock, I get reports on all of the sales results of our 24 stores and four districts in terms of, you know, did they so by how much? Uh, every Saturday, I get reports at uh, one o'clock and four o'clock on how sales are doing on a Saturday. Uh, our stores are open seven days a week. Uh, I have weekly staff meetings where we cover very traditional retail and corporate metrics, whether it's same store sales versus prior year, same week, or, or uh, same store sales or total store sales versus budget, uh, dollars per customer, price per item, items per purchase, uh, you know, customer visits. I get a full-blown report from my marketing uh, director on marketing results from the prior week uh, and activities for the coming four weeks. I get donations from our curbside pickups at at homes, from drop-offs at our stores, from freestanding donation stations we have across the Front Range. I get uh, an HR report on turnover in various metrics. I get uh, a full-blown uh, weekly forecast of monthly projections, quarterly projections, and annual projections across all revenue and earnings categories. So it really is a very sophisticated uh, organization, and it's not the mom-and-pop thrift store of 30 years ago or 20 years ago. Well, it prior, isn't. Prior to ARC, I had a career with um, in the private sector, mostly in high-tech, uh, and finance, whether it was Smith Barney or IBM or startup. Uh, and when I came to ARC, uh, I was surprised at how uh, sophisticated our operation truly is. Yeah, it, it truly is amazing. And that's how you get everyone, uh, my friends, singing from the same songbook. Tell us about your integrated marketing approaches. Um, what has worked um, to elevate the brand to create awareness? And, and maybe what hasn't worked? Eleven years ago, uh, our approach was primarily uh, newsprint and radio. At that time, our customer counts on a same-store sales basis were mostly flat. We interviewed six firms who had different approaches, whether it was billboards or radio or, or newsprint or TV, etc. Uh, and as you know, we selected your firm and went to a TV approach. Uh, with an icon marketing approach. And we almost immediately, uh, you know, fortunately experienced pretty strong customers from adopting uh, a different approach from uh, newsprint and radio, uh, which really helped the company. Uh, we are now looking into uh, incorporating social media more and more into our approach whether it's Facebook or Twitter or online campaigns. And we are experiencing tremendous response to that approach, particularly as we reach customers and donors who are more oriented to, towards social media and online. So we really try to integrate across various vehicles where we feel we have the best reach and the best uh, means to uh, touch base with our customers and donors. 
Well, and we definitely have, through that integrated approach, increased top-of-mind top awareness, as some of our uh, most recent uh, research studies um, indicate. Talk to us a little bit. I remember that meeting, Lloyd, um, standing up in your office and presenting of a power continuity icon. And, and for our listeners, the power continuity icon is very, very similar to the Energizer Bunny, um, the um, Aflac Duck, where you've got characters actually delivering a message. And the main premise behind developing a brand surrounding that is that those characters can really cut the clutter from a television or a marketing print, whatever it is, um, from a marketing standpoint. Um, what we ultimately try to do is differentiate ourselves from all advertisers, just soft good retailers. So talk about, you know, I remember that moment in time where we said to you, you know, I think we need to, t to take this approach. And you did a lot of due diligence in studying and talking to some of our clients who had already implemented that approach. Tell us from a leadership standpoint what it was like ultimately to make that decision to go forward. Well, I was unfamiliar with the approach and I was unfamiliar with the specific kind of icon recommending. And uh, you know, I was trying to balance out of my thinking, you know, do we really move away from newsprint? Do we really move away from radio? What might uh, you know, the effectiveness of such an approach be. So being me, I asked for client references. And when I talked with clients, I said, okay, what happened when you use this approach? Because they used a similar approach and was told they had uh, 10 to 20% growth. So being me, I said, well, send me the data. <laughs> and so uh, the gentleman I spoke with was kind enough to send me the data where I saw the impact of the approach in the specific medium. So that's ultimately how I made my decision. You know, prior to that time as a new CEO, I sort of delved into, you know, editing scripts and, and themes. And what I decided to do was to back away from it, to turn it over to, to others to implement. And, uh, you know, it worked quite well. As I told you at the time, I would have done almost anything if I could, you know, increase sales. Right. I would have sat on a couch next to the tiger with a Rocky sat wearing a Superman cape. <laughs> hey, uh, that's an idea, Lloyd. <laughs> but We're going to write that one down. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, it didn't come to that. So right. <laughs> we adopted the approach, even though I didn't know much about the approach at the time. Uh, you know, I wasn't initially that wild about the specific icon chosen. Um, but I decided to just turn that over to uh, your group, and the results were quite good. Well, thank you. And and for our listeners out there, the power on continuity icon that we developed was a bluebird, and his name is Arky, which, of course, uh, ties into the name. And you can visit Arky yourselves at arcthrift.org. Moving into some obstacles um, that we as CEOs really can, quite frankly, it doesn't matter if it's, eight o'clock in the morning or one o'clock, we can, we can have an obstacle in front of us so that they happen all, you know, all too often. But tell us about a challenging time or a situation that could have devastated or even ruined the organization, a situation you persisted in, you made tough decisions and you triumphed. How have you taken that once painful memory and applied it to lessons learned on the way today? Probably the most difficult 
period for me at ARC was when I first became CEO. I joined in May 05. And um, uh, unfortunately, over the ensuing six months, there were a number of poor decisions made uh, that led to the company uh, having very, very uh, troubling sales. And the sales for the company prior to me take on a same store sales basis were minus three, minus five, minus 10. So when I took over the company, and plus we didn't have much in cash reserves at that time, we were having, you know, encountering backward sales, morale was low, uh, a number of people left the company, there were a number of changes being made, uh, and, uh, you know, we were burning cash. So that was a cold period for the company and for me that, you know, led to me developing a program I called Back to Basics where I brought into the room some of our longest tenured, most experienced store managers and other managers of the company. I um, covered with them what I thought were the seven high-level precepts of success for us as a thrift store company, you know, management, marketing, donations, et cetera. And then I turned to this group and I said, and I want you to develop a, a um, back to basics implementation manual for, for restoring the success of the company. As I started to walk out the door, they all looked at me like, where was I going? Mm-hmm. But I knew if I stayed in the room, they might play to me, and I was the person in the room who knew the least about thrift at that time. So they room every week on a weekly basis, a lot of whom initially didn't particularly like each other. There were a lot of uh, politics prior to me taking over. Uh, but the, the manual that they came up with uh, defined what were the basic um, operational uh, methods we needed to use in the stores and across the operations. And it took about a year, but at the end of the year, uh, we were able to turn sales positive, uh, get out of, you know, negative cash flow. And we just, uh, we just grew from there. Well, and that you have now, because of that, you are experiencing incredible success. We talked about the triple-digit um, increases to the mission over the last many years. Define success for ARC. How do you know when you're there, and is there a magic moment when you feel that you've made it? I define it as uh, growing our bottom line, growing um, uh, our ability to fund our nonprofit mission and help people, tens of thousands of people with disabilities across the state. So we have been able to grow our bottom line by sixfold and funding for our mission by leaps and bounds. And for me, we've had 10 record years in a row, record revenue every year, record earnings, record customers, record funding of our mission. And for me, like a lot of CEOs, it's are we growing the company and growing the bottom line and growing our ability to achieve our mission and uh, our reason for doing what we do. And, and you guys are, are doing it, that's for sure. And, and of course, my nephew Rudy has interacted with the brand several times uh, through the Larimer County ARC chapter. And his 
like his goal in life is ultimately to work at the store up there in Loveland. So oh, that's great. He is 21. Okay. Well, Can you, you believe know, that? We may, we may well have a job for him. Yeah, I know. He's fantastic. What one strategy or process have you implemented that if CEOs and their teams could consistently apply every day would result in big wins for them? Well, you know, what I've done a lot in the company is when we have a challenge or problem is I pull groups of people within the company and, you know, have them brainstorm ways of, you know, overcoming obstacles in the company, whether that was initially with defining the basics of operating the company or teams of how do we increase donations or teams of how do we improve product delivery to the stores or, you know, teams of coming up with marketing ideas, I've which has worked quite well here. And, uh, you know, I would put people in, in these team meetings, have them meet weekly and, and say, you know, I want three to five new ideas that come out of every meeting, three to five new ideas. And typically, you know, they would come up with those ideas and a lot of those ideas have, account, have helped account for the growth of the company. Yeah, they really have. I know that we have those team meetings periodically, and and they're absolutely fabulous. Um, Now, as we close in on our final question, if there's one to be known for, what is it and why? Uh, Well, I think that when I'm done with ARC, uh, which hopefully is not for another decade or so, but, but when I'm done with ARC, I'd like to be known for really growing employment of people with disabilities in the company, known for dramatically growing funding to help thousands of people who uh, need help across the state of Colorado with disabilities. Uh, Primarily what I'd like to be known for, making a difference in the lives of people with disabilities. Well, you will. Lloyd Lewis, thank you so much for being on the show today. We are so inspired by the leadership qualities that you've talked to us about, determination, drive, purpose, mission, and accountability that will ultimately lead you to growing the organization and being known for employment of people with intellectual disabilities. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lori. This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.